Blog Talk Radio. Line to left field and deep. Welcome, everybody, to another installment of the Midweek Six-Pack presented by Nor'Easter Sport. Today's program is sponsored by the one and only Papa Bear's Kind of Healthy Nut Butter. Check them out at ilovepapabears.com. They have three delicious flavors, the original churro butter, the new nanner butter, the, the new nanner nutter butter, and my personal favorite, the toasted coconut cashew. So please do us a favor help our sponsor out, go over to ilovepapabears.com and get some kind of healthy nut butters. It's like, you know, going to the gym, but like taking the elevator up to the third floor. You know, it's kind of good for you. It's kind of, you know, just kind of healthy. So go over to ilovepapabears.com. As always, you can find all of our episodes here on the Northeast, Northeaster Sportscast family over on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. So do us a big favor, go over there and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. You can find all of it under the Nor'easter Sportscast family. As always, I am your host, Big Cinnamon. And we did lose Hutch for the night. I don't know. I think he's partying in Manhattan or doing whatever the Hutch does. But, you know, he was really never the reliable receiver. Like my man on the line right now, Ryan Kirshner, how are you doing today, good sir? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I mean, I mean, me and you were talking before the, the, the show, and, you know, your Jets don't look too bad, man. I know you, you have the house up on sale, mortgage in the future, on four and a half wins for the Jets this year. And I, I, I think I'll be, uh, be, be taking in a new roommate here come, come maybe the end of November once they get to their fifth or sixth win. So how are you feeling uh, about the Jets this year? Well, I've been putting a lot of applications in to rent some new apartments. <laughs> Uh, the house is looking like it's going to be gone pretty soon. But the one thing that we do know is you still can't ever trust the Jets. So we, we could have a 13-game winning – or excuse me, losing streak coming up in the near future. Um, yeah. But, but other than that, you know, they've, they've, stuck, they've stuck to the basics. Uh, they've run the ball extremely well. They've played great defense. Uh, they've led Josh McCown dink and dunk up and down the field. And it, it's a pr- – it's a pretty simple recipe for success for any level in football. You know, great defense, being able to run the ball, stop the run. They play well mm-hmm. on special teams, and they're letting the quarterback manage the game. Uh, unfortunately, we, we wish he was slinging it a little bit, throwing some interceptions, but nonetheless. Yeah, you know, it would have stuck if the, it came down to when the Jets got like the seventh or eighth pick and missed out on two or three quarterbacks. But, you know, there's always time for the Jets to be the Jets, Kirsch. Um, maybe, maybe you'll be okay with that, the house up for sale, but we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see, see how that goes. Um, well, I'm glad your door's always open. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, we got a spare bedroom up here, so you, you know, you probably won't have any room for your clothes because Sarah has took over all that, that, that space, but we'll, we'll try to make it work. You'll just have to, you That's know, okay. You will just have to battle out for some closet space here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for those that are new listening to the Midweek Six Pack Show, 
the format's this. We have six topics. We're, we want to try to – we'll try to keep it to five minutes each topic. When we hear the whistle blow, we're just going to move on and move on to the next topic. The, the, the idea is 30, 35 minutes, get in, get out. Get your, your fix in sports without, uh, without wasting your 10 hours of bullshit on ESPN and all the other, the other networks. So without further ado, we're just going to get into topic one here, Kirch. We heard at the beginning of, of the show, playoff baseball is back. This is personally my favorite time of the year. This is perfect fat man-friendly weather where it's cool enough where I can go out in a T-shirt and jeans. I don't have to worry about sweating through it. I have a couple layers of, you know, we'll say extra protection from the cold right now. Uh, football is in full gear. Playoff baseball is back. The NBA season is starting soon. And believe it or not, NHL hockey starts tonight. So my question to you, Kirch, is, you know, is there any other month or sports month in the calendar year that competes with October? And if not, what do you enjoy most about this time of the year? I like the uh, – this is one of my favorite months right now. It certainly is. I like the change of the weather. It's football weather, and that's what we like, as you alluded to. Uh, it's not my favorite month, though, to be honest with you. I do like if I had to pick one month above all the other months for sports, I love June. The weather's okay. nice. You got the NBA playoffs. You got the NHL playoffs, baseball. I always say with baseball, I lose a little bit of focus throughout August, so I'm still sort of in my baseball mode. And we get one of the um, one of the championships in golf as well, um, mm-hmm. the U.S. Open in June. So you sort of have a little bit of everything going on. I feel like the NBA playoffs, uh, I, I get super into. I can watch the NBA playoffs year-round if they were. Uh, I'm the biggest fair weather, and I will definitely touch on this later, NHL playoffs guy. I can watch the playoffs and I catch about, I watch more playoff games than I do regular season games for sure. <laughs> like I said, your, your team's not eliminated yet in baseball. So we're still good there. You're always, <laughs> you're always interested. And, and let's be honest, all of us, we watch golf four times a year. There's only four times. And there's yeah. four championships that we watch or the four majors, I should say. And we get the U S open there. So, June's always been my month for sports, and I love when the weather's getting nice, warm. Go down to the beach, hang out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good point. You know, when it, there's a couple months that you know stick out in my mind. I love October just because there's so much going on, and I have like eighty ADD a little bit, so I, I can always bop around to different sports if I need to. But you're right about June. You got two playoffs. You got two uh, playoffs in very big sports. I love basketball playoffs. Uh, the NHL playoffs are just fun to watch. That's, you know, I really, I'm a Flyers fan. I, I'll watch the Flyers throughout the season, but I will catch myself watching just playoff hockey for the, just the love of the sport, especially if like there's a team in there I absolutely hate and want to see lose. I'm really engaged in the TV set when it comes to uh, the June area. Um, another sport I think, or another month that I do like is April because you got the, the uh, opening month of baseball and then you have the masters and we talk about only watching golf four times a year, and I think nothing can compare to the Masters. I mean, it's it's it consumes it consumes that whole weekend from Thursday to Sunday. You just shut off the calendar. Don't even bother talking to me. I'm probably getting a 12 pack, watching about 12 hours of golf, and if I'm lucky, the weather permits, I'm on the range. So I'm with you. For me, it's October still. 
I think June, uh, I think June is a solid number two, maybe April is three. And, uh, I like that. Honest, and, and I would probably I, say November is fourth, just because okay. I love just for the simple th- fact of Thanksgiving, I love to stuff <laughs> my face with food and watch football all day. So I, I would probably give November the fourth seed there, but anything else we're forgetting I would, there? I wouldn't disagree with any of those. I like February as well. Uh, you have the playoffs into the Super Bowl, uh, always an exciting time. Uh, and obviously the NBA is in full swing, college basketball. You're getting in conference tournament time right around there. Yeah. Yeah. Got a, yeah, got a buzzer I, I, beater in there. You got a buzzer beater. Sounds good. Well, that was a great first topic. And then we touched base on it just here in topic one, but, you know, we heard the Yankees Cup. You know, we have the we had the elimination game yesterday. We have the Rockies in the the Diamondbacks tonight. You know, playoff baseball is back. And I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like baseball is fun again. We have a lot of big market teams in the playoffs this year, with the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Cubs, the Nationals, the Astros, and of course your Yankees. But, you know, with with the season the way it was, it feels like there's a lot of young guys that are really making a name for themselves in the MLB. People are crushing the ball. There's a lot of home runs. I mean, are my eyes deceiving me, Kirshner? Is baseball fun again? Or or, or, are we having a good time? Is is baseball making a comeback? I think baseball is always fun. I don't think it's fun again. I think it's always been fun. Baseball will always have its lull in there in the summer. It will Mm -hmm. always die out a little bit. People get busy in the summer. You see a lot more one o'clock games in the summer. Uh, It's the dog days of summer. It does die out there, but this year I think, or I I know there was the home run record for the most home Mm -hmm. runs hit. Everyone gets excited over home runs. We know that. Uh, That got the fans going, but on the other end, we we had a good year of pitching. Uh, We had, what, seven, eight, nine pitchers under three OERA. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is great. Uh, we've seen some bullpens this year. Uh, just to name the two that are coming up, and I know this is a homer comment here, but the Yankees and the Indians. It's going to be a lights-out bullpen performance on both ends. Um, and I can give you some picks on that one later, what I think will happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah. there's just been some phenomenal, phenomenal baseball this year. And I don't think baseball's back. I think it's always been here. But uh, it's it's been a great year. Yeah, yeah, I really feel like with pretty much all of these playoff matchups that we're having going into it, it's going to be a really a thinking man's game. I mean, it's going to, it's going to. I, I feel like because the teams are so good and there's a lot, a uh, lot of good competition, that it's really, it's going to be really what manager manages their team the best. And for me, that's uh, that's what I find entertaining about the playoffs because it, it becomes the chess match. It, it, it's not a checkers game anymore. Like you go through the regular season. There's so many games that you're just playing checkers. You're just trying to get through. You try to make a move here and there to get the win. But now when you get in the playoff, when you get into a five-game series and a seven-game series, it becomes a chess match. And that kind of back and forth is what I'm most excited for here in the MLB. But, like, there's, like, you know, I'm a Phillies fan. So when the Phillies has been kind of a, a dumpster fire now for four for years. So I really – no, well, for I, like I really, six years, but with like two or three good years in between there. We had a, we had like a four. Okay, Kurtz, we had about four or five <laughs> years that we were fun. All right, so fuck <laughs> off with that one. But you know, um, 
but like I feel like more so than ever, even just being a ca- like I'll consider myself a casual baseball fan. There are a lot of players that are in the playoffs this year that are just name brand names that I know. Like I, I you know, there's there's names across the board that I'm like, oh wow, you know, you have a lot of big names. The MLB has to be happy, right? They're, they have to be have the shit in the green because finally they got a, a lot of big market teams and a lot of young talent that they get to showcase now in the playoffs. I mean, anything yeah. you like? I mean. Would I you disagree with that? Perfect, no, I completely agree. I think this was the perfect storm for the MLB, Boston, Houston, uh, New York, Cleveland. Uh, then you're going to have <laughs> Chicago, Washington. We'll have the Rockies or the D-backs, and we'll have L.A. Uh, yeah. they've, they've got every team in there that they could have wanted. That's just such a loaded with young, talented superstars. And there. there's a new wave, new era of baseball with all these young guys. Uh, making baseball pretty much cool again, making baseball yeah. fun again. It, it, yep. They got what they wanted. It's going to be a hell of a postseason, and I'm excited because we have the best pitchers going. A lot of the a lot of those top guys I mentioned that with sub three ERAs are are taking the mound the next few days, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And we know there's been a lot of home runs, so the uh, yeah, it, it, it's going to be a, a real battle out there. I, I'll be I, I wouldn't be shocked if if there's a lot of high scoring games. Yeah, I know traditionally baseball is lower scoring in the playoffs. We see a little bit more yeah. pitching, like you said, a little more matchups back and forth. But I wouldn't be mm-hmm. surprised if we see some high-scoring games because we've got some nice no, weather can... and, we've got, uh, and we've got a lot of big hitters in this uh, postseason. Yeah, I know we have to move on here, but it would be so ironic, though, that if the, the World Series was like the Cleveland Indians versus like the, the Arizona Diamondbacks. I mean, with all these big market teams, and then you get the two smallest markets in the in the World Series. I think that would be pretty funny. But anyway, maybe I'm just you know maybe I'm just a bastard. But anyway, we'll move on. So the third topic here, we've got NBA preseason started, but I think the biggest NBA news to come out of uh, these first two weeks of camp is like the NBA NBA All Star reform. So it kind of takes it kind of is copying what the NHL did for a while um, with, you know, two team captains where they're picking the guys. For me, I don't care what they do. I just want the game to be a little bit more competitive. And now that these teams have introduced, like, um, that the winner gives money to a certain charity, I I do like that aspect of the all-star game because I think it actually makes these guys try. The last thing, I just hate seeing, like, 198 to 188 point game in a 48 minutes. I mean, it's just... It's not really fun for me to watch. I don't enjoy that type of basketball. But, I mean, does this get you all excited at all, Ryan? I mean, I, I'm not asking if from you from well, 6 o'clock to midnight, but does it, like, go from, like, 6 to 8 o'clock? I mean, does this get you excited at all with the NBA did with their all-star reform? Yeah, I, I think I'll turn it on this year. I haven't turned it on the last few years. It just hasn't, like you mentioned, 198 to 199 type games. That doesn't that doesn't do much for me. I don't enjoy that. If I want to do that, I could watch European basketball. Those games seem to be like that. Although I may be getting that in New York. We're building the all Euro <laughs> team over there right now where yeah. you can tell there's no defense going to be played. And a, well, I was going to say a lot of points, but we'll see if there's a lot of points. But, but back to the all-star game. I just, I think this will be better uh, for people that don't know the, Fans are still going to pick the starters, the starting five. So mm-hmm. there'll be two captains, one from the east, one from the west. So we'll have the 
probably the LeBrons versus the Currys, most likely, based off last year's voting and probably this year's voting. Uh, What they'll then do is those eight remaining fan-voted starters, they'll pick four to each team. Then from there, I believe the coaches are picking the next seven, uh, or I should say 14 players. LeBron and Curry will still draft the remaining seven. I think it adds more – excitement to it because there's so much pettiness in basketball and I love it right now. And I think that deep down, I don't think LeBron and Curry like each other. Uh, They're both, both fighting for that line, like to be the top guy, uh, you know, Nike versus Under Armour and they're so petty. And I think it'll add to it more and more and more. Nobody likes LeBron. Come on, let's say it. Nobody (laughs) likes him in the NBA, uh, except for maybe the four, 40-year-old guys that he has on his team. Nobody likes him, and it's just going to be great. No one's going to want to play with him. They don't care that he's the best. They all think they're the best. They, they don't want to play with him. It should add more of an element, more of an edge. It'll definitely get more viewers in there for sure, and I'm excited yeah. for it. Yeah, one thing I'm excited is who gets picked last. You know, it's just like, you know, like middle school playground, like the kid that gets picked last uh, on, the, on the playground. Like, I'm so – more than anything, I'm so excited to see who is going to be the last all-star you would get picked in, in kind of this, this selection. Because I do think, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, there's so much more to it now. It's going to be great. Yeah. Those types of things there. Again, that's, that's peak petty basketball that we're going to be seeing in there. They're going to be clowning on someone. Someone's going to be picked last. It's going to be great. It's going to be yeah. more exciting. At least people are going to want to watch, turn it on. It'll still be 160, 170 points, but, it, yeah. but it'll be fun. It's yeah. different. People like different. I can see the headlines in March. Like, he has a chip on his shoulder because he was the last all-star pick in this year's games. Now he's coming out of the, the all-star pick with a, a vengeance, and he's just putting the tear on the whole NBA season. <laughs> I see – I see it now, Kirshner. I see I'll, the headlines now. I can't wait. I'll I can't wait to come on here I'll, and say I told you so. But I can't wait. I'll, I'll correct that headline for you. It's going to be LeBron's upset. No one wanted to play with him. Now he's playing with a vengeance. <laughs> uh, feelings oh, are hurt. Uh, feelings are hurt. I don't think, honestly, I don't think LeBron James cares anymore. But I, we we could divert the the rest of the thirty minutes here just on that alone. But we we shall move on, sir. We shall move on. So uh, we're going to touch on the NFL here because we're quarter of the way through, and all I want to say is what the hell is going on, man? We have the Bills and the Jaguars are in front of their division. We have the 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 Patriots look like a lost soul. The LA Rams are three and one. I'll repeat that. The L.A. Rams are 3-1. and one. Alex Smith is playing like a Hall of Famer. I mean, it, it, do you anticipate this chaos being crazy for the, to the rest of the season? Or will things settle back down to normal and at the end of the day, it's going to be status quo all over again? I mean, is anything really catching your eye? Say, like, uh, this could be different this year? Or is it just the, the early morning beat or the early season BS and then eventually things will wundle down and, and continue status quo. I think, I think teams will settle down a little bit, but this is great. Anytime there's parity in the NFL, it, it's best for the sport. And really if there's parity in any sport, it's great for the sport. Uh, it, it's been great so far. I mean, you go through, like you said, the, the leaders right now, 
uh, Bills, Chiefs, Steelers, Jags right now, uh, and, and they lost to the Jets last week. They're leading their division. Then on the uh, the NFC, Eagles, Rams, Lions, Falcons, uh, but the Falcons lose last week. It's been great. Uh, it really has been any given Sunday. Uh, if you have been betting every week, you probably haven't been doing too well. There's been no <laughs> luck. Absolutely yeah. no lucks whatsoever. But it, but it really has been great. I, I can't quite put my finger on what it's been so far that has uh, had this type of outcome so far. But but mm-hmm. I think as the season progresses, there'll be a little bit more normalcy. Uh, when some of the worst teams have a superstar that gets banged up, they'll start resting a little bit more because they won't they won't risk anything. So you'll see it level, uh, or I shouldn't say level out, but become more normal. Who's who's good and who's bad. But right now, pretty much every division's uh, an absolute coin toss amongst yeah. who's going to win it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It is crazy. I mean. I mean, just like the Vikings, like the, the Keenum comes in two weeks ago or three weeks ago, don't look great. And then Tampa Bay Bucks, is which I'm fairly high on in the NFC, comes into town and the, the Vikings absolutely smash them. So I'm like, all right, well, maybe this team isn't too bad. And then, you know, I picked the Vikings against Detroit Lions and it was a 14-7 game. I'm like, I have no, I have no idea what the hell is going on right now in the NFL. I mean, it's so unpredictable. I had the Patriots in my, my suicide poll against the Panthers because I wasn't sold on the Panthers. I thought they were a really shitty two and one team. And here they go. They go into Gillette. Yeah. They go into Gillette and beat them. I'm like, what? I can't put my finger on it. And then you think the LA Rams are going to come back down to earth. And then they go into Jerry world and, and beat the Cowboys. And it's just, it's like, I give up. I give up. I think um, on the Nor'easter sportscast, I do my, my lines, you know, I was I mm-hmm. was seven and six the first week. I was uh, twelve and three the second week. I was like, I think seven and six the third week. So I'm I'm still above five hundred. You know, the twelve and three really has helped me out with my my record. But I think I went like five and five and something this past week. And I was just like, I give up. I mean, there's no trends that I mean. I was so high on the Dolphins too. I'm like, ah, oh, Jay Cutler's going to come in here and. He's not going to be bad, and he looks like he looks like terrible dog shit, dude. It, yep. It's I don't it's know. It's been just so up and down. It's been, but it's been making it fun. It really yeah. has been, and I feel yeah. like it's, the games have been so good. Even the Thursday night games, which traditionally haven't been the best games, have been uh, pretty good this year so far. Uh, Sunday yeah. morning, the NFL is still genius at at getting the scheduling right, getting it in the right times. You you literally go Thursday night. You ride that into Friday, you have a day off, but you got a little taste of football in there. Saturday, you have college football, yeah. you're getting filmed. Then all of a sudden you wake up uh, You wake up early in the morning, you have football on from 9.30 a.m. Eastern time till all the way till midnight pretty much. Then you have yeah. a Monday night football game, and next thing you know, you have waiver wire Tuesday. Research <laughs> going on for fantasy football. Wednesday, you can catch your breath, and Thursday, you're back at it. So they yeah. they, they have it cornered from that regard. Uh, don't worry yeah. about declining ratings. They're they're doing just fine. Yeah, they got the the market cornered, don't they? I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's so fun though. It, it's fun. I enjoy every bit of it. I do. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'll watch. So do I. Every, yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll move on. So I mentioned this in kind of the in topic one in the uh, intro here, but believe it or not, the NHL season starts today. I know. Surprise. 
<laughs> I mean, so for for me, I, I I do like the NHL, and I do watch. I really do enjoy watching the Flyers, and and I get I get every score update on, on my phone, and it's it's my favorite sport to watch live. I, I don't think we can really appreciate hockey on the television screen as much as if, if we never saw it live before, because these are big guys that are zipping up and down the ice pretty much nonstop for sixty minutes. But my, mm-hmm. my question is, the NHL has always been like the redheaded stepchild in American sports. And is, is, this, is there not a market for the NHL in America? Has the NHL done anything to really help themselves out when it comes to a marketing and television view-wise? I mean, do you have any opinion why the NHL struggles as much as it does to capture kind of that audience that you get with baseball, basketball, and football? Well, I'll be the first to say that. I'm not the biggest hockey fan, and I can't say it's because of the sport, because when the playoffs come around, I absolutely love it. I love watching hockey during the playoffs, the Stanley Cup. Uh, Anytime we get any of the international games, USA and the Olympics and whatnot, I love watching it. So I can't put my finger on as to, or I can't pretty much say that it's because of the sport that I don't like hockey. I think they're tough SOBs. I think that they are extremely talented in what they do, skating, shooting, um, whatnot. What I think it comes down to, in my opinion, is someone has to be fourth. You can't all be number one. So you're going to have football. (laughs) You're going to have NBA. You're going to have baseball. Someone has to be fourth. Obviously, you can even probably maybe slide college football or college basketball above them to a degree at certain points and certain times. Mm-hmm. Which is well, there's only so much time in a day, so much time in a week where you can watch sports. You're gonna have your diehards, obviously. Uh, I know a lot of them for for particular teams, but there's only so many games that you can watch in a week, and someone has to be fourth. And I think what really comes from that, or what drives that, is I don't have these numbers offhand. I probably should, but they're is a very large international base within Uh hockey. A lot of players from Canada, a lot of players from Russia, um, and a lot of countries over there. Then I feel like when you get basketball, there's a lot of guys that will say, oh, I root for so-and-so because, you know, we went to high school near each other, or, oh, he's a a Jersey guy. We love him. Whatever it may be, you don't quite get that. You don't sit there, someone being from Jersey, saying, I love that. I love Ovechkin. He's from Russia. And I think that could be, and that could be way wrong on that. But from my opinion, I think that's what probably makes them fourth, but someone has to be fourth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that is a good point. And, you know, it's still the number one sport in Canada. And, and I think there's a lot of television money that's coming into the NHL because of, uh, you know, I, I should have done some research on that, but there, there's a Canada television company that bought uh, uh, like a $4 billion package to the NHL. And, you know, I never, honestly, in all honesty, Krishna, I never even thought it the way you had, you, you thought it. Um, somebody always does have That's to That's why they pay me market. the big bucks. Yeah, they pay you the big bucks, right? That check is in the mail. I'm, I'm pretty sure when you I get that, that check before. from Nor'easter Sportscast Radio, when I get that check, we, we eat well. <laughs> but... I mean, the NHL does well in, in big in your hockey markets, right? It's a big Boston market, big in Philadelphia, big in Pittsburgh, big in Detroit, in Chicago, Minnesota. There's there's a lot of the northern big market teams 
is a big they're big hockey towns. And honestly, if that keeps hockey up, if that keeps hockey popular, so be it. I, I mean, I, you know, I don't the ho- hockey the NHL does nothing to do do itself any favor though when it comes to broadcasting. Like for instance, the Flyers are opening night is tonight. They bro- their game doesn't start until 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. Now, why, if you're in the NHL, are you having one of your biggest market teams start opening night on a West Coast trip at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time? <laughs> how, how, you know, have like a Flyers-Rangers game to start the season. Two big Eastern Conference, you know, Eastern Conference teams match up to start the season I mean, that's how you market the sport, that you get big matchups in the early of the season to get that recognition out to start the season. And it's like, and then she was like, nah, we're good. We'll do it this way. You know, and it's just so frustrating. It's like NHL, you're, shoot, you're shooting yourself in your foot because you're just not, I mean, you need the Ryan Krishner marketing here because you don't know how to market any of your shit. So, I mean, it that's is, right. You know, it, it is well, frustrating. Be- because, no goal. Well, they first. better not let this. They better not let the CFL get hot up uh, above the border because that'll take down ratings. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot oh. of unsuccessful tryouts up there. I know yeah. the market well. <laughs> Dude, I, I really would have loved to see Johnny Manziel up there. I, I mean, talk about talk about fun. But anyway, <laughs> is he out of rehab yet? Is he out of rehab? Is he, so. is he still is he alive? Has have there been a proof of life on Johnny Manziel anytime soon? There. There's been press releasing releasings that he's been in Canada, but there's no confirmed pictures or footage, so <laughs> it, it's fake news. It's just fake yeah. news. We don't even know if he came out of Canada. He still might be there. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> all right. And believe it or not, Kirshner, we're on our sixth topic of the day, how fast time flies when you're having fun. But uh, this kind of goes a little off uh, off sports in general, but – you know, earlier this week, Colin Cowherd came on, started bashing the Philadelphia fan base, just the calling us dumbasses and just kind of the clickbait stuff that these guys have to do in order to get a reaction because reaction increases page views, increases awareness, all that fun stuff. But then I was watching the Yankees game last night and just seeing their fans. It reminds me of the six years I spent in Albany dealing with all those Yankee fans up there. And I live in the Boston market and I have friends that, that are already talking about Celtics championship after one preseason game with Kyrie and Hayward, you know, in the Celtics uniform. So it made me think, what is the worst fan base here in the country? I mean, I I have a feeling it's going to be some sports city, and we can even drill in by individual teams. But, like, I mean, we're going to probably go back and forth to this. But when I think of terrible, like, awful fan bases, I think Patriots, Red Sox um, – no, no, not Red Sox. Patriots, Celtics, Yankees, Giants. And, and that, that pretty, pretty much sums my top four. But, I mean, you, you kind of lived uh, in a couple different cities, and, and you have a different perspective. So I'm going to kick it over to you. What are some of the worst fan bases that you ever interact with? Yeah, I had a top five here painted with a pretty broad uh, brush here <laughs> when I went through it. But I had no particular order. I had Boston in there. They didn't win for the longest time. And now yeah. all of a sudden they're this poster child for winning. But when you take a step back, what do they have? 
two World Series wins in the last like hundred years. It, yeah. I don't I don't quite get that one and that one's a biased one. I hate Boston. We we know that. I had Philadelphia in there just the most classless uh you know, who who throws snowballs at Santa? Who boos Michael Irvin when he's got a broken neck on the that field? Only one that, city will do that. That was bad. I'll, I'll and, give you that. That was bad. I, I, I'm not going to give you the Santa Claus one, but I'll give you the, the Michael Irvin one. <laughs> okay. It, I just it, Philly's always been a tough place when I've gone in there and, and, and had some fun and, and hung out in the city for a while. They're passionate. And passion's good, but they uh, – they they are rough. They are rough around the edges. <laughs> now my next three I, I like, and these are personals. I really could dive in and go after all them. I have Duke on there. Nobody likes oh, Duke. Uh, you can't yeah. like uh, yeah. Duke. Yeah. You, either, you either went there and you love them or you hate them. You cannot yeah. like Duke. They're so unlikable, and that's, <laughs> I have laundry list reasons for that one. My next one's Ohio sports, Cleveland, uh, Cleveland. This one's pretty new with LeBron. Uh, you're going to hate I on Cleveland? No. You're going to hate on Cleveland. That's the most deprived sports city in the world. You're going to hate here's on why Cleveland? I'm gonna, Just hate on LeBron. Gonna hate. Nope. Here's why I'm going to hate on, and they all, <laughs> lump, they all lump into one. Here's why I'm going to hate on Cleveland sports right now. If you come home, and your wife leaves you and goes to a whole nother man for four years and has the time of his life or time of her life with the best friends down there, left you high and dry, did a whole interview while they're leaving you, you don't welcome <laughs> her back with open arms. You do not whatsoever. And that's what they did. They loved him more the second time. I don't get it. That is so low. It, it's so bad. It, I don't get it. And I know the LeBron lovers in Cleveland will say, oh, well, we won a championship. We got it. You, you, got, you got the sloppy seconds. You don't, who cares? I'm so dumb but with But if, if your wife brought home like $25 million, you don't think you could forgive just a little bit? You'd be like, eh. Nope. nope. She left you high and dry. First off, the frauds, too. I saw he was – the things I heard from people out of Cleveland, and I won't name them, I won't put – verbatim what they said but the things they said about LeBron were some of the most ignorant disgusting hateful possible things you could say and then all of a sudden they were they loved him again you can't just <laughs> all of a sudden hate someone like that love him they burned his jersey they tore down everything in the city and then they welcome back like nothing happened that yeah. that's ridiculous and my last one here and guess what it has to do with LeBron as well the Miami Heat fans and I'm not saying that they're the number one worst but when you leave the game, game six in 2013, and you leave like that, and then you cry to let everyone, let you back in, I'm sorry. You're, you're a pathetic, pathetic sports town when that happened. And then the games aren't even filled out. I remember opening night uh, last year, two years ago, or I guess three years ago, LeBron's last year there. They didn't even sell it out. No one goes to Marlins games. It's going to change with Jeter. But no one goes to Marlins games down there. And the Dolphins, same thing. No one goes. So they're a terrible sports town as well. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I want to also want to throw into the the Pittsburgh Steeler Penn State combination fan. Like they, <laughs> if you're if you're a dual Penn State football and a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, I don't think I can be friends with you. It, it, it is probably the worst dual fandomship in all of the country. 
it, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. It's just absolutely terrible. But Well, I know we have a pretty East Coast, even more specifically Northeast bias here, so I'd love to hear from some of our listeners around the country who yeah. they hate, why they hate, who's the worst, because I know we're biased, but I would love to hear that across the country. You know who is probably uh, doesn't probably have opinion is, is San Diego or uh, L.A. Chargers fan because apparently they don't even have any fans. Did you see that Eagles game? Uh, I don't even. This past I, I don't think they know that they have a team yet. I, I don't think so, Kirsch. I don't think they have a fan base. So um, we can just eliminate them from contention out west. But we are exactly. running out of time I, here. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> We're running out of time here, Kirsch. Uh, I appreciate you being here uh, for the midweek six-pack. Thank you for making the effort and showing up, unlike our unreliable co-host, Nick Hutchison. But uh, maybe maybe he, uh, that prima donna receiver attitude can make it back here for next week. But with that being said, any final words, anything to look forward to coming into this weekend? Don't bet the house on the Jets under 4.5 <laughs> games. You'll learn from my mistakes. And we want you, Cleveland. We're going to take you. It's going to come down to five games. 3-2, Yankees win the series. We're moving on. We got the baby bombers. It's our year. Yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm really rooting hard for our Red Sox, the Yankees, ALCS. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that. Appreciate everybody listening. Please go over to iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Give us a subscribe, five-star rating. That would be great appreciated. And uh, hit us up. Kirsch, do we got a, a Twitter handle that would be worth mentioning here? Absolutely. Find us on Twitter, Midweek Six Pack. Send us your thoughts. Send us anything that you'd like us to, to talk about or discuss or debate on there. We'd love to interact with you. All right. Sounds great. And with that, with that being said, Keith Pfeiffer, Big Cinnamon, signing off. Thanks a lot for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>